0: Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, joined by Derek Terry. Derek, we're going to take a little bit of a break from football. We know it's a big football week. We're going to talk a ton of football, but it's going to be all basketball on these Tuesday episodes of Kentucky Daily.
1: Yeah, we got uh, John Calipari today first time we've talked to him since the summer right so yeah. it's been a while i can't even remember the last time we actually talked to him
0: seems like june um, sometime right mid yeah, june
1: maybe it was pre him having covid which we'll get into uh but yeah you know with the shaden sharp announcement tonight you can expect another episode later this evening but yeah just kind of um an update i guess as to where things stand with the uk basketball program he hit on a number of topics not then that, that was you know out of this world newsy by any means but still um we know we have a lot of basketball fans who who like this podcast and i think this updates today there's at least enough to kind of get your attention at least
0: yeah there there is there like you said there wasn't a lot of groundbreaking stuff in that interview session with cal but he did uh he did discuss cj frederick in that injury. We know that Frederick had a minor procedure this summer to clean up a past injury, and he said that he hopes to have C.J. back on the floor sometime in the next couple of weeks. So, it remains to be seen, Derek, exactly what his uh, status will be going into the season, but there's still time. There's still a little bit more than two months till the first official game. About six weeks, five and a half weeks, until Big Blue Madness. So, I mean, there's still time. Official practice doesn't begin until later this month as well. Uh, so, that was one update. But Cal also said that there's a second player on the team that's dealing with an injury, but he did not
1: name who that player is. No, but the internet sleuths out there um, seem to have determined that it was Jacob Toppin. So that's not me reporting that. That's just <laughs> the speculation that uh, someone tweeted that, actually, like almost immediately, someone tweeted at me that it was Toppin, and then someone else said, my guess is Toppin wasn't NVIDIA full of dunks. He loves to dunk. Toppin is hurt, IMO. So... <laughs> probably accurate um but again there's no no confirmation no confirmation and no details as like how actually serious it is i doubt it's anything you know crazy serious but but these sessions right here if it's not a you know if you're not absolutely 100 and there's um any risk of adding more sorry about that i just punched my mic and there's any more risk of uh you know making the injury worse you know it's early september why push it so yeah That was kind of one of the topics uh, Sean NIL was discussed. Um, Tubby Smith was discussed. We'll we'll dig into a few of these. Something that caught my eye or well, what he said that kind of uh, made me perk up a little bit. Two things in the first 10 minutes. One, how incredible is it that he just now met Davion mintzs family, what, yesterday, two days ago? Yeah. Hard to believe, um, but obviously with COVID, you know. Mints transferred in during the pandemic, and there was just such limited contact last year that you know you kind of felt like there was maybe a window there somewhere. Once back in the spring, when things kind of died down a little bit with COVID, but again, other things probably going on. But sign of the times, I would say that he just now met them. And then, two, I don't have the full quote, but I jotted down some notes during the presser. Uh, he said Tata Washington was a little bit better than he thought. What'd
0: yeah. you think about that? Yeah, he, he, I think he dropped the same line too for Bryce Hopkins, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. So there's two guys that he said a little bit better than I thought. And I mean, he's, I mean, he said things before. We know that there's guys that come in, Derek, that surprise him. And he knew that these guys were good basketball players, but you really don't know until they get on campus. And then these two were a little different because he didn't get the evaluations the same as that he would have with other guys. So maybe. Uh, that's a good thing. We've not talked a lot about this freshman class. It's always been about the transfers and the returning guys. That, but we haven't really got into how many of these guys can help this team. And uh, you mentioned Damian Collins being an elite rim protector and and things like that. But back to the Davion Mintz thing, too. Uh, Davion is such a good story, Derek, that, you know, a, a kid that came to Kentucky that kind of revived his basketball career coming off injuries at Creighton. And, and Cal even said that Davion told him, Kentucky, and, and you saved my life. I thought that that was a, a really cool thing to hear Cal say. And uh, John Perry encouraged Davion to go out and explore his options and stuff when it came to professional basketball to see if there was something out there that was a better fit for him at the time. But uh, it seems to me like Davion Mintz, when it comes to – and we, we've talked about this with these guys in this basketball program. Even though guys don't come in here and leave as a one-and-done or even guys that come here don't even leave as an NBA player, look at Nate Sestina who bettered his career, Derek. Sounds like Davion Mintz has found Kentucky to be everything he had hoped it to be, even if it doesn't result in the NBA.
1: He has. And, uh, again, I would encourage you guys to go uh, either read a transcript or listen to Cal if you're you're very interested, because just the way it works on this podcasting format is it's just – I've not even sat down and transcribed it yet. We're not going to pull audio every single time we mention a topic. But did you get the sense, Sean, that he – I'm not saying he was saying that Davion won't play this year, but I think he was pretty subtly saying like there are many more players here who are capable as uh, compared to last. I just kind of maybe got vibes that maybe he wasn't expecting Davion to have as much of a big – as big of a role this season. Did you get that
0: feeling at all? I I did actually. And he he made that – he made that a couple times seem like where he was talking about the level of competition is just different this year, which makes you think that if, if he's saying that stuff now, a spin, and coming off a 9-16 and 16 year, we know he expected last year's team to be really good too, but for him to say, and he said he's moving on from that, so I don't think he's going to talk about it anymore, Derek, and how they performed last year. I think it's going to be now moving forward how this season goes, but yeah, I, I expect in the backcourt he mentioned point guard, the depth, that Xavier Wheeler and Tata Washington along with, Davion Mintz and even said some things that we've said on this podcast. Kellen Grady has some, you know, experience playing point guard. So they have four guys there. But the biggest takeaway roster thing for me discussion was this whole four out, one in look that we've been leading the charge on since we, Derek, we've been leading this charge since January that this roster had to change the way that it played. And for those people that are kind of iffy on if Cal will do it, from his press conference today, he, he did say that there's going to be four guard spots on the floor, but not all of them will be guards. It's four guard spots that guys have to have guard skills to play. Primarily Keon Brooks was mentioned, that four spot. That right there tells me that John Calipari is planning to change his philosophy and how they're playing. Now we just need to see it actually in action on the floor.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely a good schematic change or however you want to phrase it. I think Cal – You know, it was later in the press conference, but he talked a lot about skill versus athleticism and how that's changed over the years and how he said 10 years ago, if you were just kind of an athletic freak, you would still get drafted pretty high. And I think, honestly, he recruited that way, like up until very recently. (laughs) Um, Not to say Cal's behind with the times or anything, but I still think like the guys like Khalil Whitney, oh, who else? I mean, Whitney really stands out here recently as a guy that was all... All world athleticism if you just put him in a gym and watch him dunk for an hour he'd probably come away very impressed but when it came to actual basketball skill the kid was very very much lacking for uh, where he was rated so um with with this year's team i don't i don't think there's any doubt you're gonna see three guards plus keon and then an oscar that would mean that'd be my guess for the starting lineup now who those three guards are who knows i mean i, I would say cal might not know at this point um I would guess Kellen Grady has one spot solidified. So, you're talking about Ty Ty, Davion, Xavier um, Wheeler. I would say those are the three other guys competing for the two spots. Am I forgetting somebody? I would say that's the most likely. Yeah.
0: yeah. And then another thing, too, he mentioned Bruss Hopkins. And we know that if we look at Bruss Hopkins as kind of the forgotten guy. On this roster, Derek, and you look at his skill set and some of the highlight tapes that they've put out. He, I said this back after the Iverson Classic, I love how physical he is. And he mentioned how Bryce has attacked that position that Keon and these others play with kind of a different skill set, a different attitude. And it's made Keon and others more physical as well. The way that Bryce plays with his shoulders and plays with his body, Th- that's the thing that you want, right? When you add new guys, you, even if you want guys that can kind of make an impact and make others better, too. So it sounds to me like Bryce Hopkins is fitting into the U.K. basketball program the way that Cal wanted him to.
1: Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th
0: It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans.
1: After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, you know, he's someone maybe more than anyone else. So want to see how they perform. Um, if Toppin is going to be out again, we don't know the extent. I mean, if it's not minor and it's not even going to be something we talk about come October, then this doesn't matter. But as of now, like, if Toppin's going to be missing – I mean, if he is missing time right now, then you would think that's an opening for Hopkins, right, to yeah. maybe get some more minutes at the four behind Keon, see how he can do. I, I'm Really, all three of those freshmen, I'm curious to see how they play. Um, because at least you have highlights of – on YouTube or whatever, these other guys, you can go watch full games, really. And if you're a Kentucky fan, you probably remember watching Sylvia of your play. So those are the guys that I'm probably most curious to see how they fit in, just because it's such a unique freshman class um, in the sense that, like, potentially none of them are even going to start, which is so rare at UK to have – to not be over-reliant on a freshman class.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, definitely a different team. It's, it's pieced together differently uh one one more thing too so they they put together a kickball game at woodland park last night Derek and you know some uk students and stuff showed up to kind of play with the team and and that right there just kind of tells me the things that cal wants with this team and i know there's there's a pandemic going on right now and you got to be cautious with certain things with who your your teammate who your team members and stuff are exposed to especially as you're moving closer to the season But it seems to me that just what we know about this group right now with NIL, they're attacking NIL as a team with a lot of things. I don't know how this team is going to perform on the basketball court, Derek. I don't know if they're going to win a national championship. I don't know if they're going to win a Final Four. But it just seems to me that the little things that we do know about this team from the offseason, that this is going to be a team that I think Kentucky fans are really going to enjoy and like.
1: I think so. I mean,
0: it just seems like they get it, you know? like the, the giving back part, the the donating to charities with NIL stuff and and then coming together as community. It, it just seems like this group of kids gets it. And maybe it's because they have guys that have been here in this program. And really, none of those guys on last year's team, they didn't really know, right? Like they didn't get to interact yeah. with the fans at any point. I think that those kids missed that.
1: Yeah, it could be. I would say that's a lot of it, that they know they didn't get that experience last year and now you're going to try to make up for it. I mean, that's a pretty cool idea to – have you know woodland park i used to live when i was in college i live pretty close to there used to go hit baseball over there sometimes so um i actually went to an art fair or yeah i think it's an art fair is what it's called uh, a couple weeks ago a lot of people out there and uh a close area I'm, i'm sure you're right i'm sure it was a lot of students who who went over there to check it out and it's a fun way to to interact i can't remember them doing anything like that uh When I was in school, I mean, the basketball team went out there and doing stuff like that. But you're right, the charity thing is impressive. Um, To donate 10% back, I don't know which charities are giving to, but that is is a well-thought-out thing that, you know, Cal is right. I don't know how many people, if you're 18, 19, 20, that the first thing on your mind would be to figure out how you can give away some of that money, you know what I mean? Most people would be focused on – Seeing how much they could acquire for themselves, so it is good to attack that as a team. I think that's probably going to help their team building um, a little bit. But I feel like in general, Sean, the fans have liked most of the teams. They have. I mean, yeah. the UK. So well,
0: even even last year in a bad year, when you got to a certain point. These fans were wanting to will those kids to victory, Derek. I mean, they I wanted know. to.
1: The two thousand fans, or how how many people were in wrap last year?
0: Maybe three thousand tops. With
1: three thousand fans, yeah.
0: Yeah. So it, I mean, and you remember the Notre Dame game? They tried. I mean, they tried on multiple occasions last Tennessee. year. Tennessee. Tennessee. It just it just didn't work out. But uh, Cal talked to that. You know, talked about returning to full capacity and they're wanting to listen to health officials and make the right decisions and things like that. He did talk about a breakthrough case he had with COVID nineteen, despite being fully vaccinated. And stuff, which he was at Peach Jam around that time that it was pretty much just a COVID hotspot. So you could probably make the connection that that's where he probably contracted the virus and things, but he spoke about the vaccine and and others and just, uh, you know, doing what each individual feels like is their, the best thing that they should do for their personal health. And, you know, Cal was an advocate for the COVID vaccine.
1: Yeah. I mean, he, I think he would say that his faith in the vaccine was probably strengthened whenever he had the breakthrough case, like you mentioned, but he didn't really have any serious symptoms. And then no one else around him apparently tested positive either. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's probably, if you're just scanning the news coverage today, that's probably one of the first things that you saw from this press conference was Cal confirming that. But, I mean, I think people – the people who follow basketball, the UK basketball program very closely knew something was up when he wasn't on the road recruiting and then he wasn't at the NBA draft. So I don't think it was shocking in that regard, but you know, he, he was an advocate for the vaccine and, um, I don't know what the numbers are now in the state of Kentucky on who's fully vaccinated and who's not, I'm not sure that it's going to spike either just because John Calipari, uh, advocated for it. I think a lot of people have advocated for it. And it's not seem to do too much good in some cases, but, uh, That was the big thing. Um, so that's that's Cal endorsing it and then you also I don't know how many people saw, I can't remember if I saw it on TV or if it was actually on Twitter, but Mark Stoops also had a very short, I think 15 second blurb, um endorsing. (laughs) I don't like using the word endorse for this, you know, it's like a candidate, but like you know, saying, Hey, go get vaccinated, whatever you want to call that. Stoops was involved there. So um of course, Stoops has said previously that he's had, I think he said that back in the spring, that he had the vaccine. So, yeah. certainly not news there. A um, uh, couple like news. Key- oh, sorry. Did you have something? I
0: was just going to say, is there anything else that you had um, that you take- took away from that?
1: A couple things on Cal's end. It looks like he's getting a statue of himself at UMass <laughs> and the court at Clarion, which is where he transferred to after UNC yeah. Wilmington. He's also going to have the court named after him. So, Cal's at 62 years old now. He's had this Hall of Fame career. He's entering. um, I still think he's got a lot of years left in him to coach ball if he wants to. But he is entering that phase. I guess it's been, what, 25 years now since that UMass team they're going to get inducted in the Hall of Fame. I know that that season was technically vacated, but still at UMass, it's one of their greatest seasons ever. So that team's going to get – that team's going to get recognized. Cal's going to get recognized. So – Pretty cool things for Cal, for sure.
0: And, and I'm wrapping up here. I, I know it was on Zoom, and I know we didn't get to see him in person, but I, I thought he looked good today. I thought he looked like he was kind of re-energized and is ready to to get back and and I fully believe he's moved on and stuff and is ready to to bounce back and see how this team does. I thought he looked good today.
1: Yeah. I mean, I there were press
0: conferences last year. He looked absolutely defeated. So
1: uh,
0: I think that he I, he at least I, I, looks re-energized to me and rejuvenated.
1: I would argue with him on the sense that he basically said, "Well, I, don't, I wouldn't argue that how difficult last season was." I don't, I don't doubt that for a second. Um, but I would say there were teams that enjoyed last season, though. Despite, I, I mean, I, I would say Baylor probably enjoyed last year, wouldn't you? Despite some I would, of the things I would say happened. so. Yeah, <laughs> I would say they had a good time. Like, there were some teams, and I, I get for the Kentucky experience. You know, no, no doubt. I, I don't. I doubt anyone had much fun. Um, but he I thought he kind of made it seem like no coach anywhere enjoyed it but I would say Scott Drew enjoyed it quite a bit
0: yeah he's he's not gonna look at that banner and think man I hated that year you know <laughs> he, he's certainly he okay. certainly enjoyed that season and we'll see what Kentucky does this fall and winter on the hardwood but as always this episode is powered by Blue Wire Pods it's also powered by the Butcher's Pub three locations one in Middlesboro or sorry Middlesboro one in Pondville Williamsburg, and London. I've been telling Josh he needs to get one of Millsboro, too, so maybe if I keep saying it enough, there'll be a fourth location of the Butcher's Pub, but we'll see. You can visit the com or check them out on Facebook. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you later on Kentucky Daily.